0: This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain.
1: Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about a new direction for the staff. And by staff, I mean church staff. (laughs) <laughs> those who are serving on the church staff here at Long Hollow as we continue to chronicle the story of revival and what God has been doing. It has been incredible. We feel so blessed. We are excited. Uh, we are uh, just trying to humbly continue to ask God to do what God wants to do. And uh, as we've seen up to this point, our we amazing move of God, people being baptized, people repenting, us repenting as leaders, you seeking the Lord on the porch. I mean, we've got all these elements. And one of the key factors in all this is thinking through how our staff here at the church operate. Mm. Because when you're in a, a church where you have almost 100 staff, <laughs> you've got a lot of directions, a lot of elements that are going on, a lot of moving parts, a lot of departments, if you will. Yeah. And you as a leader, you have made this statement before, the river can never rise above its source. And we as the staff members of the church, I mean we're part of that that river rising. And yeah. so we we have to be careful that we are are not asking God to do something in someone else's heart that he's not already done in ours.
2: Yeah, and keep in mind the staff of our church is, the Lord show me is like a small church because my first church was 65 people. Hmm. So the staff yeah. without the wives or spouses yeah. Uh, the staff is larger than the people I was pastoring in my first church. So it's like a church. It is a church, right? Yeah. So um, if you can get the church going in the right direction, the staff, then everything will kind of fall in place, Mm -hmm. I think. So we are now still in uh, COVID online church. We're not back in person. This is the first staff meeting in person Mm -hmm. in, what, 10 months, 11 months?
1: Yes, it it, it had been a long time. I think we had come back once between August and then when we stopped meeting again, or maybe a few times, but this was the first one in a long time, and it was in the middle of or towards the end of a four-week, not meeting on site, but we wanted to bring the staff back together. We'd been seeing uh, incredible, again, people coming up to the church, even though we weren't meeting in person, to be baptized. We were about to start a, a Tuesday night prayer gathering, and uh, and and as we gathered as a staff for the first time in person in a long time, and specifically in the new year, uh, it, it was a an intense time to yeah. say the least.
2: It was two weeks before, actually, it was a week and a half before we go back in person, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to set the trajectory for the year, and I wanted them to. I want. It was early on back then, we're only three weeks in, mm-hmm. but I had sensed and I was sitting with the Lord and I just sensed God was about to do something more. Mm-hmm. And I started by saying, I think what we're seeing now are the heavy raindrops before the torrential downpour of an outpouring of God's spirit. Yeah. So this is just the beginning and I don't want us to miss it mm-hmm. and I want us to get our hearts right. Yeah. So I would prayed that week leading up to it, Lord, give me a word. And the way I'm praying now is very different than how I was planning talks or sermons in the past. In the past, I may have uh, looked at um, things online. I may have gone to the Bible and just searched for hours and hours about a passage I think would apply and all those mm-hmm. things are good. But what I'm doing now, Chris, is I'm going to the porch Mm -hmm. with an empty notebook, open hands, open hearts, unstopped ears, and I'm saying, Holy Spirit, give me a word for your people that is fitly spoken, as the Mm -hmm. word says, which is apples of gold in the setting of Mm -hmm. silver. Fitly spoken to your people. And so the Lord led me to Joel 2. Mm. Now Joel 2 is not the normal passage you go to when you're leading a staff meeting for the first time for the new year. And this is what Joel 2.17 says. Do you have it? Joel 2.17.
1: I do. Here's what the Lord says through Joel. Let the priests, the Lord's ministers, weep between the portico or porch and the altar. Let them say, have pity on your people, Lord, and do not make your inheritance a disgrace an object of scorn among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples? Where is their God?
2: Yes, okay. So I start by saying when the nation is crumbling, when things are going awry, when things are falling apart, God calls the priests, the leaders, the preachers, the ministers of the organization, of the church, of the temple, to weep between the porch and the altar. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, verse 18 is God's response. Look what he says, verse 18. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Then the Lord became jealous for his land and spared his people.
2: Yes, okay. And then I I shared the line you shared earlier. A river will never rise higher than its source. The leaders of our church will determine the commitment level of our people or set the bar for the commitment level of our people. And I said, I just feel like there are some of you who are not all in. Yeah. Some of you who have played games with the Lord, some of you who have a title here and you love that, some of you who uh, love the uh, accolades and respect and honor you get from the ministry mm-hmm. of Jesus. But sadly, you've fallen out of love with the Jesus mm-hmm. of your ministry.
1: Well, and as we talk about a different kind of, of staff meeting, I, I would say in the past you've done a good job of coming into an all-staff meeting with Scripture prepared Uh, You're going to share some kind of devotional, some kind of teaching or or something to help the staff. You've always done that. Um, But this one was different in the sense that I don't think we did that as a precursor to an agenda. Mm. It was the agenda.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was the agenda. And my agenda for that meeting, just to let you know, was to help them press in to God through prayer. And so what I began to do is teach them a little bit out of the overflow of what God was teaching me. And Mm -hmm. I taught them about the importance of wordless prayer. Mm. Now, we've touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to drill down like I did for our staff. Mm -hmm. And that is wordless prayer is simply prayer without what? Words. Pretty simple. Yeah, (laughs) pretty simple. I got that. one. Pretty simple. Yeah, you're on (laughs) it today. Now, here's the thing about wordless prayer. It is probably something you've never done or even heard of. But the Bible talks about it. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 uh, speaks about wordless prayer. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Now, we know Romans eight twenty-eight, And I'll just share with you something insightful that I've just read recently. Romans eight twenty-eight is built on the back of Romans 20, 8, 26 and 27. Mm. And that's another sermon for another day, but you can go search that yourself. But let's read Romans 8, okay. 26 and 27. I'll show you some insights here. Sure.
1: In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness mm. because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. And he who searches our hearts, our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God.
2: Okay. So what he's saying here is, have you ever felt like you didn't know what to pray or how to pray or what to say in prayer. You have been there before, Chris?
1: Uh, all the time. Okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, I have too. Which
1: typically what I do is I just bring out the uh, l- the leftover statements that I repeat all the time. Yes,
2: man, golly. <laughs> Speaking of this, just, oh, man, just in recently, <laughs> the Lord has shown me recently in prayer how if I'm not present in prayer, which I hate to say present in prayer, think about any times you close your eyes, I'll say, let's pray, and then you can pull out file cabinets worth of sayings that are just so um, routine. Mm -hmm. You can just say over and over, Lord, I just thank you for today. Be with our brother. We pray for this service. Honey, behind the cross, Mm -hmm. Lord, let him decrease so that you, you just can say these cliched, you know, sayings. And and here's what the the Holy Spirit's been doing with me recently. When I go into that routine, he stops me and says, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) That's not, you're not praying. You're parroting. Phrases. You're parroting. Hello. So, what this wordless prayer has done for me personally, Chris, it's allowed me to sit and pause and stop in order to hear from God first mm-hmm. before I ever pray my agenda to Him. Now, here's what I say with the staff. What the Lord's began to show me over the porch time of 10, 11 months was that I had gotten really good at trying to tell God how to do his job better. Hello. You ever done that?
1: Uh, You know, a time or two.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like I'd come out to the porch with a laundry list of items. God, you need to do this. And boy, if you could really heal this lady and you could really work in this. And oh, by the way, rubber stamp our plans from last week. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. There you go. And what God began to show me was that's not my will from heaven coming into earth through you. Mm -hmm. That's your will trying to get into heaven. Mm -hmm. And if we want the will of God to work out on earth through us, then we need to sit and listen more than we speak. Mm -hmm. A conversation, if you know, by definition is a dialogue between two people. Yeah, And this is how a conversation works. One person talks and another person listens. Mm -hmm. But then there are times when the other person, God, talks and we listen. And then there are times when neither talk Mm -hmm. and we both sit. Mm -hmm. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to show you how to engage in wordless prayer
0: as you lead your disciple making movement the replicate network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive each month you'll get frameworks a Q&A time with robbie gallaty and access to our online forums and groups we will provide you with prayer and personal support practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back
1: talking about a different kind of staff meeting, which has led into prayer, surprisingly. Isn't it surprising that prayer becomes the emphasis of, of the staff meeting and uh, as we navigate that, we're talking about wordless prayer, and you're going to define that a little bit more. It reminds me of when I have conversations with my son after church. Captain, how was church today? It was good. Did you learn anything? Yes, we did. What did you learn? Don't lie. And I think that I put myself in his place. Don't lie. Say, oh, that's what he's yeah, learning. Yeah. Don't lie. That's so, good. So I, I, I put myself in his place to say that's how I pray to God. Mm. Lord, today was good. I learned something. I shouldn't do this. You know, it's it's literally the same type of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, well, it's, think of Melissa.
2: If you had that kind of relationship with your wife, yeah, those pithy, short, succinct lines, <laughs> that would not be much of a relationship. She'd say, this guy yeah. is a joke. He don't even know how to talk. <laughs> right. And in fact, the yeah. only time he talks is when he wants something. Right. Yep. That's what we do with God. You yeah. know, we only talk. We talk in short statements, selfishly, about what right. we want God to do for right. us.
1: Let me get through this so I can get to what I really want to be doing. Yeah.
2: Okay. (laughs) Let me share something with you that if you do just this, it would change Mm. categorically your prayer life, uh, just in a whole nother dimension, another level. What if you begin to sit, begin to sit with God and you say, God, put on my heart, the things that are important to you. Mm. When was the last time you asked God and said, God, what do you want me to pray for today? What is important to you today? What is pressing in your kingdom agenda, not mine? See one of the things roman eight twenty six shows us is that God listens to the cries of our heart. Mm-hmm. Do you know there's even a language that a three month or a six month old infant has? Do you know they can actually speak even though they can't speak? Did you I know they can cry? They can cry. Okay, <laughs> so let's imagine uh, when honor was your your daughter, when she was Three months old, okay? Mm -hmm. You and Melissa are home with Honor. She's in the bedroom. You put her down for bed as as usual. You get in the bed, and all of a sudden, as you're lying in bed, you hear, Daddy, come turn the light out. (laughs) You look over and say, what was that, Melissa? (laughs) And she says, I don't know. And you say, I think Honor wants the light turned out, but I'm not getting up. You're going to get yeah. There ain't no way, okay? So you ignore it. And then a few minutes later, Mommy, I'm hungry. Now you're really freaking out because yeah. you're 3 month old you one you didn't do that. yeah you didn't know wow she could talk and right. here she is communicating and turning the light off and wanting food and wanting wanting to eat. Now that's not how the child communicates you know that. Mm-hmm. But the child actually has a language. Mm-hmm. And the language of a child is crying. Did you know and if you have if you have kids you know this. A child doesn't speak in a verbal language, but the child has a language of crying in the sense of there's a certain kind of cry when they're hungry, Mm. right? And moms who are listening know this. There's a certain kind of cry when they have to uh, go to bed. There's a certain kind of cry when they're in pain. There's a different kind of cry uh, when they want something uh, done. Yeah. And what's amazing is Candy has gotten so good, and I wasn't ever the best at it, but Candy was way better than me. I, no, no, no. He's crying because he's tired. Yeah. He's crying because he's hungry. He's crying because he's, you know, he wants to go to bed. Yeah. What's interesting is our father, you ready for this? Hears the cries of his children without us ever saying a word.
1: Hmm.
2: He knows our needs. And what I've what I've learned from wordless prayer, Chris, is that The English language is a temporal, man-made language. Mm -hmm. It was a language created by man to communicate with one another. Now, do we use the English language to communicate to God? Yes, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what I found in praying on the porch for extended periods of time of silence and solitude and sitting with God, what I've realized is that God's first language, according to Thomas Keating, God's first language was silence. Out of the silence, God spoke everything. When God decided to speak to Elijah, it was through silence and Mm. solitude. When God began to speak to Moses, it wasn't in the raging winds and the earthquake and those things, God speaks in a still, small voice. Mm. And the reason, if you're listening, that you cannot hear the voice of God, the reason you say God doesn't speak to me is not that God's not speaking, It's that you haven't put yourself in an environment to hear the voice of God because you have too much noise in your life. There's too many distractions in your life, too much volume
1: in your life. Well, and as we gathered together for that staff meeting, this is what you told us. Exactly. (laughs) This is what you taught us. And so we're thinking, okay, uh, what's what's the word for the year? What's the agenda for the year? What are we going to focus on for 2021? Where are we going to go? What are we going to get after? And you're teaching us about prayer
2: well and, and wordless prayer yeah and here's what i would here's what i said as we close the section on wordless prayer our best prayers mm-hmm. in the english language still fall short of an infinite eternal god mm. even the best prayers we can pray yeah. in the presence of an infinite eternal god who is the word mm-hmm. became flesh are insufficient. And sometimes we just need to sit with the Lord in prayer. And then the second thing I talked about before we close, and this is really where the Lord fell and moved on us. I talked about presence. Mm -hmm. I talked about how we needed to get out of our reciprocal mindset of God, I sit, you act. God, I read, you speak. God, I pray you respond. God, I give, you give back. That's mm. the reciprocal nature. Yeah. And when I began to sit with the Lord, I realized that I didn't need him to speak or act or do anything. I just needed him. Mm. I just wanted his presence. The greatest thing we can offer to God is our time mm. to be in his presence. And so I talked about that and I said, okay, here's the deal. I believe there are some of you who have not been all in. And so I'm gonna ask you right now, if you feel led by the Lord, to come join me at the front, and we're gonna pray for more of God. Mm -hmm. Not for what God could do, not for how God can act, not for God to work in our midst, although we want God to do all those things. We simply want God. Mm -hmm. And brother, sister, listen, if you're listening, don't pray for the hands of God in spite of his face. Meaning the things God can give you, because if you do that, you may get neither. But if you pray for the face of God and Mm -hmm. seek the face of God, God alone, then you'll get both. Yeah. And so a bunch of staff came forward. I'd say about what a fourth of the staff probably Mm -hmm. came and bowed before the Lord, and people were praying and crying out to Mm -hmm. God. And man, we and we had our worship uh, leader just strum the guitar silently, and so we. We did that for about two songs I think. Yeah. And then we finished and as I was kneeling there the Lord really spoke to me the Holy Spirit I felt impressed upon me to do something I had never done. Mm. So everybody got up and went back to their seats and I was sitting on the on the front steps and I looked back and I said, "Hey, listen, I really feel like there's someone in here who has a word for us hmm. from the Lord." And now I scared a bunch of people because you got to remember we're a bunch of Baptists in the room. And when I scared them, I said this: only come forward if yeah. you have a word from God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come forward if you just have a casual word. But if you feel like yeah. you have a word from the Lord, no, most Baptists we
1: limited seventy, eliminated ninety percent of that group. Yeah. Well, yeah, well
2: here's the reality: most Southern Baptists have never sat and listened for a word from God separate and apart from the from the Word of God. Yeah. And so I even had three staff members after text me privately and said, man, I had something to say, but I didn't know if it was me or if I I didn't know if it was (laughs) God. And I said, normally, so what do you do when you have a word? You compare it to the word and you wait on it. You see, you know, so I I, I felt like uh, in hindsight, I probably just said if you had something to share with the group. So we sat there in silence for a while, remember? Mm -hmm. And I told the group something funny. I said, listen, I've been sitting for 10 months for an hour to two hours a night in silence and solitude. I'll sit here all day. Hmm. I have no problem. I have no problem sitting in silence. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I have no problem sitting in silence. And then all of a sudden, uh, Julie Woodruff, our, uh, our women's director, at, or women's minister, and our uh, life group uh, minister over our life groups and discipleships, she grabs the mic. And as soon as she grabs the mic and the mic hits her hand, you remember this? She starts weeping.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: She starts weeping. And she said, guys, girls, I've been here for 15 years. I've been a Christian for 30 years. She said, I have never experienced anything like this. Now, keep in mind, Chris, we're at February 12th. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, January 12th. Mm -hmm. God just started moving December 20th. So we're early on. You know, we have hindsight now. We had no clue what was coming. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm just begging you as a staff, don't miss it. And it was if the power of God fell on us, remember? And people started weeping. I was weeping. Colin, our executive pastor, got up at the end, tried to share a word from the Lord. He started weeping. I've been with Colin now 13 years. I've never seen him cry before. He's weeping. I'm weeping. The place is weeping. And when we left that place, uh, we left the worship center that day, we all knew Mm -hmm. God was doing a new thing. God was doing, and it wasn't with creative uh, programs or outreaches or copying what the church was doing down the street or Mm -hmm. uh, mimicking a church sermon series from another church. No, no, we were pressing into God for God to do something only he could do. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, we were asking God to do something to us. Mm -hmm. We wanted God to work in us and on us so that he could work through us
1: it's a good word It was definitely a different type of staff meeting and one that i would love to experience more of and maybe you can experience one of those too as you lead your staff if you are a church pastor leader uh with prayer and uh we're
2: gonna talk next week about the next staff meeting that happened one month later
1: update staff update
2: yes (laughs) which was equally or more uh impactful as the first true
1: We'll get to that. If you enjoyed the podcast, as always, share it with someone. You can text them a link right now. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.